All right. And we are getting it. This is it. Welcome to the Strong Will Fitness Podcast. This is the first podcast where I have a co-host, which I'm pretty excited about. Um, good friend of mine. What's up, everyone? Jonathan Sauce. Uh, we've been friends for what? The better part of like 10 years? Yeah, we've been in it for a long haul, man. Yeah, man. Um, really enjoy you. I'm glad you glad you decided to come on here with me. And um, yeah, man, excited just getting some conversations. So the reason, and I talked to you about this before we got on the show, but the reason I wanted to bring you on is A, because we have a ton of good conversations and I actually just enjoy talking to you. And um, you kind of pushed me to, to A, one, stay on track because I'm pretty sure I got like a little bit of ADHD or something stupid. But um, I'm sure I tend to do. ramble a little bit, so <laughs> so hopefully you keep me you keep me on a good lane there, um, and we can provide some value to people that that take the time to listen to this. And uh, yeah, absolutely, help them out with their fitness, man. Um, you were one of my first clients, very first clients. So what yeah. back in 2017? Yeah, 17, when... 16, something like that. You want to? No, no, yeah. it's like 2014. 14. Yeah. So you pretty much got me started. You told me, Hey, listen, you need to start working out. And uh, (laughs) I didn't know how to, I really didn't. I really didn't. So what was cool was, you know, as we started talking, I knew this was always a passion of yours. And you said, Hey, let's just try to work something out. And sure enough, you've made, you've designed this plan. It was easy to follow. I mean, it was hard work. There was a couple of days I looked at, I was like, there's no way I could get this done. But, yeah. you know, it was a lot of confidence that I was lacking in the, in the gym. But 10 years later till now, so what, 2014? Well, mm-hmm. even more. So, yeah, almost. So um, now I'm I'm still consistent at the gym and I built up a lot of confidence to be able to and go in and do a number of workouts. Just the other day, I was practicing my snatches. So yeah. that, that was a lot of fun. So couldn't have done it if we I didn't start from the beginning with the, the basics. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's been that's been super cool to see you. And there's a few other people, too, that have kind of been the same where we we get into it and, you know, we start start working on the basics and they stay with me for, you know, the better part of six months to a year, usually a year, maybe 18 months, some people longer. Um, everybody's different and uh, to have people come and give me feedback on, you know, them continuing to stay consistent wherever life leads them. Um, that fitness is just a part of it. And it's something that's always top of mind. Even if you don't always have time to do it, you're, you're thinking about it. I think there's, I think there's value to that. So that way it never, never skips out. And when you do think about it, you, you have, um you have some of the tools to just go ahead and get started and be able to do that safely. So I'm really I'm really happy you were able to do that, man. That's really cool. But um, overall, appreciate you being on the show and uh, being a part of it. So man, thanks for having me. Yeah, and, uh, we're gonna we're gonna do a nice mix where, where I'll do some solo ones, and I've done a bunch of solo episodes. I generally record these in my call or my car on the way to work. But um, like I said, to have somebody that I can have actual conversations with, um, I tend to do a little bit more of that. I have a very serious face. Um, what do they call it? Like RBF, rest in bitch face. Okay. Like yeah. And um, we swear on this show. I don't know if you – you don't have to, but I'm probably going to. It's fine. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, we all have bad – yeah, we all have bad habits. Right. So When um, I drive, that's where it, where it comes out. But, yeah. But when I drive. But, um, but yeah, I do. Um, shoot, lost my train of thought. Yeah, but uh, I swear on this show. But Swear words. Yes. Yeah, no swearing. It's real bad. But let's get into it, man. I don't want to take up a bunch of time. Okay. Um, I like for these to be – 
you know, value, value pack. So hopefully, you know, we continue to learn more about, about you on the show, uh, more about me, I get to open up a little bit more and provide value to people. Like I said, that's, that's the intention here is to give people easy, easy tips, some general ideas, things that are, that are really practical is what we're looking for versus, um, you know, kind of the, the stuff that you generally see. I'm almost certain, even though we've worked together before, we're going to run into some things and I'm going to, I'm going to challenge you on. And that's what I hope will be fun about the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's like when uh, people start working out, I know when I'm at work, a lot of people say, Hey, I want to start working out and no one knows where to start. So you have some people who enjoy running cardio in that sense, but then you have some people who are like, Oh, I know the importance of strength training and resistance. So I want to go that way. So absolutely. You know, as when we actually get to that point, you know, it's a matter of just starting. So getting that starting point and getting them to, the, to be able to yeah. understand that, even though it, it can be complicated, it can be complicated, but you know, if we, if we simplify it, it should be easier to get started and be consistent with it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the idea is to make it as a, as simple as possible. So we have some, we do have a structure here, right? So we don't, we don't ramble too much. It's, it's pretty loose though. We pick a, we pick a few topics or a couple of topics, each of us. And, um, we just kind of talk about them a little bit. If you, if there are specific right. questions people are asking you, um, things that I come up with, um, that people ask me, I have a lot of conversations, so I'll still keep that true to the podcast. Cause that's kind of been how, Absolutely. how it always is. Um, I get a lot of information on people that I talk to. I'm not making any of this up. Um, it is all actual conversations that I'm having with people and how I would solve those problems. Um, and cool. hopefully people listen to this, they'll get some value from that. So uh, again, to bring you on to have some, a different perspective, ask more questions, uh, maybe a little better, a little more succinct than and I would try to explain it because it's coming from another person. Um, so cool. yeah, but um, what do we have? Three topics today. Let's do it. Yeah. Cool deal. So I mentioned two to you. Um, what was the first one you want to go over? We have three total. So first one's um, nutrient timing, food timing, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So. So. Good. Let's start there. So what if, coach, someone comes to you and they're like, hey, you know, I don't know what to eat. But little people uh, do uh, little people do know that, you know, eating right is actually a really easy step to getting started, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, eating. So I work with a lot of people that, um, that are targeting fat loss, right? So that's ideally, if you're listening to me, um, there's some people that are trying to put on masks. We can get into that maybe in a different episode, but for, for this one specifically, I talk to a lot of people that are targeting fat loss. So with that in mind, I tend to think that you want to use the best tool for the job. Um, and if you're talking about losing weight, yeah, exercise matters, um, but nutrition matters more. And it can get a lot confusing because what people, first thing people think, like my wife asked me this question a lot. Um, she'll say, well, what do I need to eat before my workout? What do I need to eat after my workout? And I think a lot of people are like 10 steps ahead. They're, they're, they're thinking forward a little bit too fast. What a simpler way to think about it, because that's the goal. A simpler way to think about it is, um, are you eating consistently in the first place? So a lot of people that I talk to, they're eating one meal a day if they're lucky, two if it's a really good day. Um, 
a good starting point is three meals a day. Long time ago, old bodybuilding magazines, because that's how I got started. It was you eat six times a day. And you've heard that, me and you've had that conversation. You've done that mm-hmm. protocol where you eat six I have done it before, yes. Yeah. So, but I think um, if you're just starting out and if you're really trying to figure out, okay, how do I, what time, what do I need to do around my exercise time? I think choose a time for exercise that works best for you. And then choose a time around food that works best for you and do those two things consistently first before you ever start thinking, oh, well, I need to have X amount of protein or X amount of carbs before my workout. And then I need to consume this much after nutrient timing for a lot of people is a non needs to be a non subject because they can't eat consistently and exercise consistently in the first place. If you're nailing those two things, then, um, then yeah, then it's a part of the conversation. If not, I think you need to work on eating, eating consistently, getting enough protein and drinking enough water and getting enough sleep and just having a consistent routine around exercise for you. So that's where I'd start. All right. So since we're on that topic, coach, why don't, uh, you know, what's your schedule like? So how's your typical day go? So I'm like a robot, man. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think I'm the, exception. that's called discipline, everyone discipline. Yeah. yeah. And um, I'm gonna tell you a funny story about that too. Cause it is, I think it is. And I don't think it means like it's something that I am capable of that nobody is. But um, my day generally starts out about four o'clock. I commonly get to bed around nine, nine thirty. And I'm pretty hard and fast on those two things. I try to get to bed at the same time every day and I wake up at the same time every day. And those two things are non-negotiable. And the reason they're non-negotiable is because if they are, because I want my workouts to be non-negotiable. So I set up everything around when I'm trying to get my exercise done. So that way I don't have an, an excuse as to why. And that, that helps me stay disciplined and anything that you put like inside of that, um, we're going to talk about that a little bit later. That's like one of my topics, but anything else that you put around that is um, just a reason to be like, to be undisciplined. You're just trying not to practice discipline, uh, being disciplined. Um, I think that's a skill that people have to build up to. And, um, not to say that I'm perfect at it. There are days where I, most days I don't want to come in here and work out. I work out right here in my, in my garage and, mo- and I only have to walk 10 feet to exercise. And sometimes it sucks, but I do it anyway, because I did all this work up to that point to be able to, um, to exercise. So if I go through all that and I do all this planning and I have all this thought about it, um, I don't want to waste that. So I get up and I knock that out. And then once I'm done exercising, I eat breakfast uh, get my kids ready for work or for school, take them to school, go to work, regular day. And then, um, yeah, same thing over and over again. And I do coaching stuff like that in the morning. Okay. So when do you typically eat um, after so, you work out roughly? Yeah. So I usually eat about 30, 40 minutes after I work out. Um, and that's just because it works for the time frame. I get to eat with, I get to eat with my kids. So when my kids get up, I eat eat breakfast with them. So it's not a, it's not an exercise timing thing. It works for my schedule. And that's what I think the move is. It works for your schedule. That makes the most sense. And if you're getting enough food in, enough calories in, um, then it's all going to work out. Right. Now, I know a lot of people, sometimes they question, um, I know a lot of people ask me, hey, what do you do before you work out? And for me, I'll tell, I'll tell everyone my workout routine as well, too. But they're often surprised when I tell them. I don't eat anything prior to the workout. Yeah. Yeah. What do you have to say for that about people worried about eating prior to working out? So I think it's different depending on, um, 
on what you have going on and what time you're working out. So like me and you, we work out early in the morning. So if you work out early yes. in the morning, that may make a lot of sense for you, right? And by early, I mean anywhere between four and six in the morning or five and six in the morning, because I'm actually not working out at four. I get up to get ready to work out at four. Mm -hmm. um, right. So I think it depends. For people that are working out in the evening, they may very well have food before they work out. Um, but either way it goes, I think overcomplicating that um, creates the possibility for inconsistency. And that's what I'm trying to create is a routine and a rhythm for people. And even for myself, that allows you to be as consistent as possible with your exercise, your nutrition, so it supports your health. So um, if you work out in the evening, in the morning, then you don't eat and that's comfortable for you, you feel good, then um, you should keep doing that. And don't think much more about it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, I know I'm the same way. So I wake up at four in the morning, like like you. And again, um, I take my time to get ready for work. And what I do is I built a habit around working out prior to work. Because I really found when I go in the morning to work out, I'm able to have enough energy throughout the day. It's kind of weird. When I don't work out, I need that coffee to get, to get that hit. But if I go work out, it helps me manage that energy throughout the day, which is amazing. But when I do go in the morning, I don't need anything as well, too. So I'll have like a little uh, caffeine beverage called an amino energy. It's just BCAAs. Now, I don't want everyone to go over their heads with the nutrients and all that. We'll go over this these later. But I have like a little powder um, for working out just to get me to perk me up before the workout. And then um, I won't eat anything. I'll drive to work after cleaning up and then at work, you know. Since I work at the hospital, we have like hot water and all of the all the stuff we need. So I'll make oatmeal. So I've made a habit of making oatmeal in the morning to get the carbs in. Mm -hmm. And then I'll have a protein shake with some orange juice to get the sugar to replenish me, to get me uh, going again. And also the protein to get that protein hit uh, within, you know, I try to aim for it within an hour or two. So yeah. I can get the benefit from the protein from uh, the workouts in the morning. Yeah. So that's kind of how my morning stack is. Yeah, and there's some there's a ton of benefit to you, like you know getting that getting that nutrients in as soon as possible. But it's only my opinion and my recommendation is that don't don't get too into the weeds with okay, well did I have the protein within sixty minutes to an hour? Because there's nothing that says that 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 absolutely is going to benefit you versus just getting an adequate amount of protein throughout the day. So if you don't, yeah, and there's some nutrition experts who are saying that as as long as you get it within four hours. Yep. of the protein, it could be beneficial. Yeah, Late, we'll, the latest stuff I've been hearing. Yeah, and we'll um, and I'll link. I'll try to remember to link uh, a couple of studies that people won't read. Um, to <laughs> <laughs> just because we say it was a study, it's legitimate. But we yeah. will we will support with uh, actual accurate. Yeah, yeah we'll read we'll articles with that accuracy when we say something. Yeah, and you have the option to to take a look at it, but um, comparatively to whether or not you're eating. An hour before, four hours before, six hours before, like time of the day is going to start to affect how much protein you're able to get in, right? It's slow to digest. Mm -hmm. It's hard for a lot of people to get a hold of from whole food sources. Um, but whether or not like you get it right after the workout or a few hours after, if you if your target is 140 grams of protein a day and you get that within your feeding window or your feeding time for the day, then you're, you're in a good spot. You get spot. It doesn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't get too bogged down in. Oh man, it's been thirty minutes and I haven't had any protein. I actually remember doing that. 
when I was um, in the army and I was trying to put on a bunch of weight and I had a timer on my watch that would go off like every two hours that would cue me to eat food. Imagine like how exhausting that is. Like now I'm like, well, good yes. lessons. You know what I mean? I learned a right. lot from that and um, I got a lot of good um, information from it about myself and what I'm capable of. But at 40 years old, almost 40 years old with two kids, a wife, a house, I don't want to time myself eating food every two hours. Like that, that seems like a lot. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I've worked, I've worked with some bodybuilders and they're very disciplined because obviously they have to get the gains, but also mm-hmm. during their cutting season, when they really shred down on weight and whatnot, they still have to eat consistently. And it's almost a job in itself to remember to eat. I mean, it, there's a science to eating, but for the purpose of this though, you don't have to get distracted by that because yeah. there's, you just have to be simple. I mean, would you agree that you just have to simply listen to your body? If you're hungry, yeah. eat. If you're thirsty, drink plenty of water. But, uh, you know, w- w- I'm sure you're going to give some advice on like how there's really easy ways to eat better, to get more of the protein. And also, you know, there's a couple items that we should avoid when we're trying to eat that actually works to our negative. Yeah. So I think it's, so I'm going to go back to like something that you said, you said, uh, we should, we should listen to our body. So my opinion is that, and this is why you're here because some things like I won't push on, like I won't budge on because, but because you say it and I'm thinking about it and I've talked about it before to other people, it hopefully allows me to open up, kind of show my personality and like what I, what I believe. Agree, disagree. Right. That's fine. And then this also allows me to say another perspective that, yeah. you know. Exactly right. So it, it actually opens up a lot of more, uh, you know, insight into certain topics. So yeah. every, everyone who's listening, you'll, you'll, you'll develop an opinion about it. And then when we have these discussions, hopefully you'll be able to develop a good sound opinion that could hopefully benefit you. Or you could take away and, you know, you could do what you wish with it. Right. Do, do, do what you want. Like at the end of the day, these are just, these are just we're, ideas. We're not forcing you all to do anything. We're just yeah. hoping to put some good out there, good karma yeah. out there so you can benefit from it. Exactly. And I'm just really sharing my experience, what I've seen work and um, what I've seen not work. But um, what, hold on a second. So you said you should listen to your body. So in my opinion, for some people, a lot of people, I think they suck at listening to their body. I think they don't have a clue what their body's trying to tell them. Like they'll do high intensity workouts and push through pain because somebody on the internet told them that's what they should do. And they believe their body can do it. And they're not wrong, right? Your body can do it. But if your body's signaling pain to you, should you, you should listen to that, but they'll ignore it. Absolutely. They they just won't do anything. Mm. But then when it's like, all right, well, this, Walking is good for you. If I walk for 30 minutes every day, that's going to support my health. and it's going to keep me alive for a really long time. And my body's asking me to get up and move because we were built for it. We're made to do that. I'll just sit down. I won't do anything. Are those bag of chips are in the cabinet? I'm going to go eat those. But I feel like crap. But because I feel like crap, I don't know what to do. Maybe drink a little bit of water or maybe just go to bed because I'm tired. That's why I want the chips because I'm sleepy. But I won't go to sleep. So I'll just eat these chips. Mm. Like, can you, should you always listen to your body or should you, like, <laughs> should you, should you maybe ignore it sometimes? 
You know what I mean? Right. Like, so I think, I think there's a there, there's a difference between listening to your body and I guess we have to develop develop what we're listening to. Right. Because initially when we start, we could be developing that ha- the the voice that we're hearing saying, "Hey, let's go ahead and go let's get some KFC or let's go ahead and get a burger after uh we know we've been working out and you know it, it it defeats the whole purpose of the gym workouts that you're doing but i think what it is is when you start developing the conditioning of good habits mm-hmm. that benefit you those are the kind of voices you listen to so, because one of the things i've run into is sometimes in the middle of the day i'll just hit a like i'll crash i'll have no energy at all i look at the clock i've been at work since 7 a.m in the morning and I've had my protein. I've had my oatmeal. But next thing you know, because it was a busy day, it's 3 p.m. And I'm wondering why I'm tired. And it turns out I forgot to eat because it was so busy. Mm-hmm. My lunch. So I noticed that if I don't eat consistently through the day, it actually affects my energy level and my performance as well, too. So let me ask you, so, let me ask you a question. I know you said food was a big barrier. What? Uh, and I used to work shift work, too. So I know what you mean. And you're a yes. nurse. Right, so you work. Yes, you work days for what twelve hour shifts, right? Twelve hour shifts, yeah. Yeah, so you do twelve hour shifts. So I worked with a few nurses, a few paramedics. I used to be a paramedic myself, so I worked a lot of shift work. And um, how's your hydration? Like, how much water are you drinking? So I intentionally carry a big container like this. Okay. And so I'll knock at least my goal is at least two in the shift. Nice. And I'll knock them out. And then, um, you know, for the rest of the day, I'll try to get a half in. So that'll roughly give me about 3,000, you know, they'll give me about, um, what is it? I try to aim for like 100 ounces of water a day okay. at a minimum. But I try to get like 120 or 130. Okay, cool. So that's around, so my recommendation generally is two liters. But three things that I think will drop people's energy before food even comes into the equation. Um, now, don't be wrong, you have to eat, right? But a yes. lot of people, especially if they're holding on to some excess body weight, um, they have they have an energy store. Like, nobody wants to talk about that, but you have a store of energy. It doesn't mean you don't need to eat. You do. And you should definitely, like, if you need a professional nutritionist, you should go talk to them. But simple habits right. go a long way before you even get to that point. Um, but... Three things that drop people's energy are lack of sleep, which can Mm -hmm. commonly occur in people who are working shifts, poor hydration, and then lack of movement. If you can start to incorporate those three things, which you do, you do two out of three of those. We didn't talk about your sleep, um, but you have, you have two small children. I have three and that, I mean, that's time consuming. So um, there's always going to be like that thing that keeps us, that pulls our energy in another direction. And some of them are good. Some of them are bad. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But having at a baseline an awareness of maybe where you're missing the mark and covering those things first. And if those are set and you still like have that fatigue, then, um, then yeah, okay, well, I did all this other stuff, but I'm still tired. Maybe it's my food. But for some people, it's probably not their food. I'm not saying that's you, right? We'd have to dig in a little bit more and and figure that out. But for some people, it's probably not their food. They're probably just tired. They need to go to fucking bed or (laughs) they need to drink some water or just get up and move a little bit. Yeah. And there's another thing that I see a lot is the sodas. 
and energy drinks. Oh yeah. Like just the sh- like the amount of sugar. I'm sure everyone was going to say think I was going to say something else. <laughs> the <laughs> amount of sugar that is in these drinks is unbelievable. You know they sell these new uh, little Coke mini cans. Yeah, I've seen that. Right. Yeah. So I actually purchased some for a birthday party. And I looked at the can, this little can, which is what, like eight ounces or so? Mm-hmm. And it, it has 100 calories in this can. Some of your large drinks that are very popular, your 20-ounce drinks or more, those can easily have 240 calories in itself. And, you know, we often call those empty calories. And one of the things I think is one of the easiest fix is getting away from that soda and, again, hydration with water, or if you need the bubbly, you know, mm-hmm. grabbing something like Lacro or the many uh, different water options that are available. Yeah, yeah, an easy, an easy like fix for that is to just so we talk about like food quality, right? A lot of people have a hard time with that. I think there's like a bunch of stuff that goes into that, like what you ate when you were growing, like nutrition. What did you? What kind of food right. did you grow up around? How did you learn how to cook? I grew up from a Southern family. My grandmother taught me how to make fried chicken and spaghetti and macaroni and cheese. So I had to learn, I had to have experience in making different foods, looking at different recipes, trying things out. What was required for good nutrition, whatever that means for you is going to be different for everybody. I've worked with people that have never made anything that wasn't fried. Like they just had no clue. You know what I mean? So there's a bunch of stuff that goes into that, but something super simple that will make it easier is don't eat out. Like start there. If you're somebody, the kind of person that eats out a lot, then um, make the majority of your meals from home. Like if you, if there's 14 days in a two week period, 11 out of those 14 days eat from home. That still gives you the weekend to be able to enjoy time with your family, go out do stuff and then rest of your food, eat it at home. And that's a, that's like a really good first step before you start talking about, how many calories am I eating? How much protein do I have? Just make all your food at home the majority of the time for 14 days, and you're going to feel different. You may not look different in that time frame, but how you feel, the amount of energy you have, it's just going to be different. Right. And not only that, your wallet's going to thank you too. You're going to oh, see yeah. a benefit in your bank accounts. Yeah. You're saving people money and having them lose weight. What's up? <laughs> man. Killing two birds with one stone. I'm telling you, man. But, um, but yeah, dude, I think like those simple things are are really easy. So if I had to like, if we had to barrel this down because we have a couple more things you want to talk about. Um, if we had to like barrel this down like a few simple steps for people as far as their nutrition goes, create consistent meal times. So eat around the same time every day. Yes. Work out around the same time every day. Have a rhythm to your day so that way everything kind of looks similar. You don't need to be a robot, right? But Right. Have have a routine about yourself. Um, we operate off routines and I can use a bunch of different like examples. Our heart beats at a fairly consistent rhythm. Very rarely does it fluctuate. We have the normal rhythm and rate to our breathing. Like our body as an organism operates off rhythm. And if we give it that feedback, it's going to respond well to it because that's what it's used to. Right. Yep. And I think you know, with these actionable steps that we're talking about to um, being healthier and to getting more benefit out of the workouts, I know you and I, we're both fans of habits. Yeah. Habits are the foundation of discipline, the foundation of consistency. Now, if you're having trouble getting started with one of these things, 
I just recommend trying to stick with it. Just like you said, 14 days, try to stay consistent with it for 14 days. Cause you know, the latest research says that if you stick with the habit for 30 days, most likely it'll stay, stay in place and you'll be consistent with it. But the hardest part is being consistent. So if you're having trouble with one of the items, like either drinking enough water or getting to bed at the, uh, at a certain time or even, you know, eating meals at home, just start with one of them and then build on it. Start with one task rather than try to do all of them at the same time and, Mm -hmm. you know, ultimately fail. So, but I know habits is going to be another thing that we're going to talk about at a later time, but just as suggestion, if it seems overwhelming, just start with one. Yeah. And I talked to somebody about that um, the other day. Her question was, it was on supplementation and, and protein intake. She was trying to figure out how much how much protein you eat, when to add it in, almost similar to the conversation that we're having now. And she's trying to put on mass though. So not often do you see like females are like, you know, I'm trying to get, trying to get jacked. And I think that's pretty right. cool because I was really small once. I'm not like this huge guy, but I'm just not as small as I used to be. But um the conversation was around how does she increase that amount of like protein and amount of calories in her, in her food. So she eats about three times a day. So my recommendation for building a consistent habit is look at what you're already doing. What is the one thing that you can change to make progress towards what the goal is? Just change that. And so for her, it was, if you're eating three meals, how much protein are you getting? Oh, well, I don't know. Okay. So your first step period is to track how much protein you're getting in those three meals. Don't change your three meals. Don't do anything different. And you don't need to do that part for 14 days. But for a period of time, you choose, because this is your fitness, this is your health, um, how long you're going to track that. And then see how you respond to it. Because what you yeah. you can do that all or nothing and just go all in. And you'll get some results. You'll see changes because this stuff works. But right. what we're trying to do is build habits that are consistent, that you can keep and you can hold on to, that are a part of you. So think about, oh, well, I'd like to lose, I'd like to have fitness and healthy nutrition as a part of my life. What do people that already have that as part of their life, what do they do? What are the habits yes. and the, the ideas that they have? What are, what are the things they do? Start incorporating those things one thing at a time. Well, they eat enough protein, they drink enough water, they get enough sleep. How much is enough? Look at what's recommended and then reach towards that as a benchmark. Yep, exactly. Yeah. I think it's pretty cool, but um, yeah, man, I'm, I think we I think we nailed it for that. Let's uh, yeah, perfect. We'll try we'll try one more. You want to go over one more and then see where we're at with time. And if we got time, we'll do the third. If not, we'll just put it to another episode. That was fun. All right, let's do it. Um, so the other one was workout splits. This should be pretty quick. Yeah, this yeah, should be absolutely. So um, what is your what is your um? So a workout split is like what. How many days a week you're you're exercising and what are you doing in those days? Um, Right, right. And like simple as I can put it. So how I kind of put it in the three categories because that's how I learned it. Um, Mm -hmm. And probably the best education I had was when I had my brick and mortar, when I had the brick and mortar gym and um, I had my coaching certification done through OPEX. Um, Quick shout out to them. I still look at a lot of their stuff. I'm still involved in things they do, the app I use to deliver programs is from them. So they still put out really good stuff and um, they separate and I do too. They separate these splits into basically three different categories, beginner, intermediate, advanced. Um, okay. And yeah, I'll try to run through those really quick and then we'll just talk about kind of where you sit and where I'm at with it because I'm not, I'm not like 
what I would consider advanced on some days. I think it depends, but um, I'll talk about like what the, what the framework is. And then we'll talk about what's realistic for like humans and like their regular lives. Um, yeah, I don't, absolutely. Yeah. Cause I don't think that um, putting people in a buckets like that makes sense because there's a lot of different things that go into it, but beginners usually um, things that work best for them are three days a week of full body resistance training for weight training. Um, I, I like to call it resistance. Um, just cause I like how it sounds, but uh, three right. days a week of weight training um, looks like full body. So an upper body, lower body, upper body, lower body in the six basic movement patterns um, three times a week. And whatever you do on day one, you can do on day two and three. And then on your off days, do some easy cardio. And that's a, that's really a beginner split. Um, intermediate starts to look a little more, a little more um, complex. You could start to do um, upper lower days. So upper body one day, lower body the next day. And uh, that could be anywhere from four to five times a week, depending on how, what your goal is. And then advanced, um, it's single body parts. So you're working on just a squat or just a press or just a pull, whatever, whatever you're trying to build up. And um, you're spending a lot of time on that. So an easy example of advanced would be a back squat for a certain amount of sets, reps, and then um, a single leg exercise that works the quads and then uh, exercise that works the hamstrings and the glutes and then a core exercise to finish it out. And that's a wrap for an advanced an advanced um, individual, somebody that's been doing it for a long period of time. So that's kind of yeah, how is that something what they call the push pull when you hear that? Um, yeah, push pull could be something like uh, I'd put that in like an intermediate category. Okay. Yep. So Very if you're cool. doing like body part splits, you do like a push pull on a Monday. On a Tuesday, you do a squat and a bend. You take a rest day on a Wednesday, and then um, you repeat it again: push pull, squat, bend, rest day, rest day. Whatever that looks, yeah. That's it. Something pretty simple like that. And maybe maybe one day we'll we'll do a screen share here and see how this goes. And I'll kind of write some of that out so people can see it if they want. But, but yeah, no, kind of simply yeah. put, that's how that's how I do it. What do you kind of what do you do right now? So I go to the gym four days a week. Okay, that's my goal. And what I try to do is I target the muscle groups. Mm -hmm. So as of now, um, what I do is I do chest and triceps. That's one day. Mm -hmm. So on days like that, I'll do uh, bench press, some tricep ex extensions, and some, you know, what I'll say, accessory work with them. Yes. So that can include skull crushers or even the incline bench. Yeah. But I try to get those com big compound exercises in. Yeah. Um, and the... I'll do back and biceps the second day. And then on my leg days, I'll try, I'll try, I try to put some distance between leg days. Cause I like to for, uh, focus on like my squats on one day. So I can do squats or front squats on one day. Yeah. And then I can supplement with like shoulders on those. Right. And then I'll do deadlifts um, on another day with glutes. So, those are my four splits, and that usually covers all of it, and then I'll just kind of throw in uh, different exercises. I try to go for the big complex moves like the deadlift, the back squat, your bench press, and your shoulder press. And then my aim for those days is to at least get three or four exercises in with those uh, those major muscle groups. Okay. So, Yeah. So I know my time, I can roughly work out for about – 
an hour or so. Yep. So I just try to get those. Um, and sometimes I'll superset to try to save time. And I try to minimize my breaks to try to fit all those workouts in. But each muscle group, I try to aim for three or four exercises, including those big complex movies, uh, movements that I'm, I'm consistently working on to getting heavier. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. So that um, I put – and just because I know like how – how you often you work out? We talk about that stuff a lot, but I put you at about that, about that intermediate range, just based on your experience and the level of consistency you've had over the last few years. And you know, it, it waxes and wanes, so that's what right. that's what I think is important. Is it's hard to like classify somebody absolutely as a beginner, intermediate, or advanced because like information goes a long way with that too. I talked to somebody the day that was like, "Man, I just look at exercises on TikTok, and I've been working out long enough that." I kind of have an idea of what I need to do. And for that person, that might be appropriate based on their experience because if they can show progress and they can move towards the result they're looking for, then um, it's not a bad deal. You know, now my my bias is that I think people will make the most progress towards their long-term fitness goal the fastest with a coach. Um, a coach or a mentor can be anybody, like however that works out for you. People see, I don't post much of my... Um, workouts a lot because I have to record those like on my phone because I don't have like a fancy camera that I'm going to spend the time to do that on. And I have about right. 30 minutes to work out and I want to make sure that that matters and, and that counts for what I'm trying to do. So, so yeah, I think it's important just to kind of know like where you land in that, in that scheme of things and that you can really do any of them. Like you can do a basic can do intermediate stuff. Like you can go or advance or yeah, a beginner can do advanced stuff. You can go in and do a single body part split. Like I'm today I'm going to do presses and I'm going to do bench press. I'm going to do skull crushers. I'm going to do pull downs. I'm going to do lateral raise. Like you can go do that for that specific exercise. If that's what your specific goal is and you don't have to, um, you don't have to kind of put yourself in that, in that bucket. Absolutely. There are some things you have to land. Like if you want to, get stronger in the press, but you've never done it before because you are just absolutely starting, then, you know, the repetitions need to be a little bit higher to get some control. How fast you do the exercise needs to be slower so you can start to stimulate the muscle and put it under tension for a longer period of time. Those things matter and they're super beneficial mm -hmm. for people that are beginning. But, um, yeah, you can. Yeah, and there's actually a couple workouts that complement the actual workouts. I remember you taught me the straight arm pull down, the ones where you move like that, mm -hmm. straight down, even with resistant bands. I always use that to prime up for my bench presses so I could build my shelf that you taught me oh, yeah. back when I was working with you. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, and we only ever worked together online. I never actually saw you in person, so it actually worked really well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, everything was completely online. Um, on the days that we were actually looking at performance and seeing the actual movement, I would just have to set up the camera and you told me easily what views you needed to see. So I just set it up just like how you needed. And I was able to do, do the movements and you were able to tell me everything that needed to be worked on or what I did well. And then we came up with a plan after that so I could continue to improve on that. I mean, quite literally all the fundamentals that I have now, like my back squat, is really strong. I'm able to do it without a belt. It's because of the the program I went through with you. Yeah. Yeah. That is awesome to hear too, man. And um, it was all completely online. So yeah, we never had in-person sessions all online and I sent you videos and we worked off of those. Yeah. That was actually pretty cool. 
That's um, I forgot about that. I mean, I still do the same thing now. Um, online training, it's not, it's not much different. The goal is just to get, get you consistent, but that is really cool. But I never, I just realized it. Cause there's some people I've had online, like in the past that I'd see in person. And, um, yeah, I'm not in a position to do that now just because of how my schedule works, but, but it all still works really well. But, um, but yeah, so in the, as far as the splits go, if, if that's what you want to do and that supports your goal, whether it's upper, lower, full body, um, isolated movements, um, as long as it supports the goal and there's a move, there's a way to progress. That's uh that's what I think a lot of people are missing. I think for the most part, anything you get off the internet is decent. Like you'll, you'll get a pretty good program, but there's no, there's no conversation about, okay, well, if this is day one, what does this look like for me in relation to my goal at day 90? Yeah. Nobody's really talking about that. They're talking about six weeks. And I'm, I'm in my mind, I'm like, what does this look like for me in relation to my goal at 50, 60, 70 years old? Cause in my mind, I want to put people in a position with the option to do this for the rest of your life. Now, what you do for the rest of your life is, is up to you. I have no control over that. Um, but the option to be able to say, yeah, I can, I can see myself doing exercise this way because it works best for me forever. That's, that's what I'm shooting for. That's what I, that's what I, that's what I'm shooting for for myself. And, um, anybody I'm having a conversation with, that's, that's the lens that I'm going, that I'm shooting from is how is it that we create something that makes sense for you, that you feel confident and capable of executing, even if you were 80. All right, guys, thanks for listening to the podcast. I hope you really enjoyed it. Um, if you want to be first up and get notified on when new episodes drop, then uh, click the link in the description of the show for our newsletter, Three Rock Sunday. I don't bug you too much with these newsletters. I don't, I don't email you a bunch of times every week. It's once a week. It's on Sunday around 9 a.m. You'll get an email with some, some tips and tricks and a link to a new podcast episode. Uh, so that way you get updated on on when they come out first ones to go you have to subscribe to the channel to get it but i appreciate you taking the time to listen hopefully you enjoy it um the last part of it did get cut off so that's why if it seems like there was an abrupt ending it's because it was uh, but we'll get better at it keep plugging away keep trying because that's the idea build consistency take imperfect action and keep moving forward thanks again for listening and i'll talk to you soon